Thank you for tuning in to the Yo Massage Podcast. Tiffany and I are taking a break for the holidays and want to replay a couple of our old favorite episodes. We'll be back with a brand new episode on January 12th. Happy holidays. Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Catherine. We're the co-founders of Yo Massage, and you're listening to the Yo Massage Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things that make you feel good. The things that increase hormones to make us feel connected, happy, and loved, while decreasing hormones that contribute to stress and anxiety. The things that will ultimately improve our quality of life by making us happier and healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. We can't wait for you to feel the difference this podcast makes in your life. The other day, I went to get my fourth tattoo. So it's not like I'm new to getting tattoos, although this one was bigger, but really I thought not going to be any different than the others. I've been fine getting my other tattoos. I had no issues. All was good. But this experience ended up being a little different. So it was getting a pretty, I don't know, pretty big tattoo, I guess, on the back of my neck and upper back. And I was in like one of those massage chairs. (laughs) So I'm sort of face down and I'm listening to the tattoo artist just talking to me. I think she's trying to distract me from the pain. And probably about five minutes in to the process where I think really I only had like the outline of the tattoo complete, I started feeling really lightheaded and All I could do was lift my head maybe a couple inches and say I needed water, and then I was out. I completely passed out. And when I came to, she, you know, had water for me and a little sugar pill and was talking to me and saying that, you know, I'm not the only one that's happened to. It's not that uncommon. And I was just shocked at myself because I feel like I can control my response to pain pretty well generally speaking, like, I don't know, I feel like I'm pretty tough. And although it hurt, it didn't hurt so bad that I thought I would pass out. And she was mentioning to me that she thought I was holding my breath, that maybe that's why I passed out. Because, you know, when you have like a painful sensation, you tend to tighten up and, you know, your muscles contract and you really don't breathe. You hold your breath a lot of the time. So, I needed to finish my tattoo, right? I'm not going to walk out of there with just an outline of my tattoo. And so I knew I had to get it together. And it was really hard for me to start to feel better. But I decided to tune her out. So I, instead of focusing on her story, I started focusing on my breath, making sure I was breathing like full, deep belly breaths. And I would just imagine my breath, i picturing my breath moving in through my nose all the way down my throat to the bottom of my lungs. And then I would visualize the process on the way back out. And I focused so intently on that, that the pain sensation was sort of secondary. My concentration on my breath was my main thing that I could feel, that I could sense, that I could picture. And I knew the tattoo was happening, obviously, and I could feel the pain, but I was able to get through it that way. So in this episode, we're going to be going more in depth about that and why breathing can actually help you relieve the sensation of pain. 
And just a reminder that our podcast is meant to be equal parts educational, entertaining, and inspirational, and it's not intended to be a substitution for professional mental health care. So I found several studies that really went in depth on how breathing can help you with the perception of pain. And a lot of them, I think, are related to labor. I think that's what most people think of whenever they think of someone giving birth is, okay, you have to breathe, but we don't really know why and why that's working. It's just kind of like something that we see in movies or, Lamaze class. We know you should go to Lamaze class, but why? Like physiologically, like what is that doing? Did you go to Lamaze or practice breathing? not. I read a book on basically hypnotizing yourself. Did that help? No. (laughs) Well, I didn't buy into it anyway. I didn't think I could do it. Uh I didn't think it would work. So So you didn't do any classes or anything like that before? I didn't. That's surprising. I would picture you (laughs) going to Lamar's class. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. But, you know, I was reading some studies on the whole labor, breath, and pain phenomenon. And what I thought was really interesting about it was the term active coping, was used. I haven't heard that. What is that? I think it's similar to mindfulness where it's if you're given something else to focus on to actively help yourself, then Mm -hmm. that's where your focus is. And so to give somebody a tool to use that they think or know is Mm -hmm. going to actively help themselves, that's super effective. Yeah. So I think the breathing in, in childbirth is yeah, it was termed active coping. And they did talk about it as a relaxation technique. So I think we'll get into that, like how, how relaxation plays into pain and being able to cope with it. But what were some interesting things you learned from your articles? So the two common themes that came up with why breath actually does help with the perception of pain is... One, it does help activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which helps to relax the body. And this is really talking about that deep, relaxing breathing. So breathing deeply into the belly, taking relaxing, full, intentional breaths. And this helps to release hormones that help make the feeling of pain go away. So that's one reason why people think that the breath helps with pain. The second reason is that what Tiffany just said is that it takes your mind off of the pain. So it gives you something else to focus on. And maybe it's not the breath specifically that's actually helping you, but it's just the fact that you're not thinking about how bad this thing is hurting and you have something else to actively focus on. Right. Yeah. And your first point is what I think is super interesting is that the body actually releases endorphins, which are natural painkillers the body creates itself. So you're actually kind of creating your own medicine, your own pain medicine when you're engaging in deep breathing. And so, yeah, there's these two main components of why this is helpful and why this works for people. And there are several different examples from the the research on different populations this helps with. So one is people who have chronic stress often have a lot of pain in their body. Like joint pain or headaches or? All kinds of pain. And it's because of your muscles are basically in constant tension. 
And so when you're, you know, super stressed or you're in that fight or flight mode with your nervous system, your muscles are contracted and you start to hurt. You start to have back pain and shoulder pain and neck pain and all these different ailments in your body. And so the relaxation piece of it, I think, is what helps with that. So when you're able to use your breath to move into the parasympathetic nervous system and relax all of your muscles, that can help with pain that is caused from chronic stress. So that was an interesting thing because I think that impacts a lot of people and they don't realize it. They think there's something really wrong with their back, right? I have something super wrong with my back or my spine and really maybe it's just stress. It's stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And muscle tension. People get stress headaches, tension headaches. Being stressed can make you clench your jaw all the yep. time and then you start getting headaches. Yeah, I know. Lately, I've been getting headaches or like knee pain and I'm like, what is going on? And I think that it probably is from stress. My neck hurts and just all this stuff. And I'm like, maybe it's just stress and I'm not just broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think usually when we start to feel broken, it is often due to stress, yeah. you know, especially when you're young and healthy, yeah. <laughs> you know. This study I really liked, it was on burn patients. So they they actually did this full kind of session with patients. It was, I think, 30 people in the study or 60 people in the study. So I think 30 of them had this training. It was this intensive training for them to learn this breathing technique, this relaxing breathing technique where they were spent a lot of time being taught this technique and going over and over it many different times until the practitioner thought that the patient had mastered this technique. And once they had mastered the technique, they were to use this technique whenever their dressing was being changed on the burn. And this takes about 10 minutes. So they were you know, supposed to be doing this breathing technique for 10 minutes. And they saw significant reduction in pain from the people who were using wow. the technique and those who weren't. And I found this really fascinating because I found something similar with the labor studies that I had read where there was actually one study, and I think there's there's many studies that are questioning whether or not breathing does help with pain and labor. But one of the studies was they just had someone come in during labor and just tell the person giving labor to breathe, do these breathing techniques with them. And there was not a significant reduction in pain. But then there were studies on people who had done these full-on courses before and taking classes about breathing and how to incorporate it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really where the difference came in was them being taught these methods and ready to practice it whenever the time came as opposed to just someone – random jumping in during labor saying, okay, inhale, one, two, three, exhale, one, two, three. And it's like, you didn't practice that before. And you don't have that mindset that this is going to work. I would probably just tune someone out. I mean, I've never given birth before, but I can't imagine a stranger just coming in and telling me to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) But so that's interesting. I wonder how much of that is the practice Mm -hmm. that they had at the beginning versus having a specific technique mastered. I don't know. I think the distinction for me is instead of a simple take deep breaths versus a very specific technique. Yeah. Did that article mention what the technique was? 
So the technique is close your eyes, relax the body muscles, breathe slowly and regularly and uniformly. So inhale, exhale, and relax so that the breath in the air from your nose and then the breath out slowly through your mouth. And then all times of breathing, they're told to pay attention to the size of the chest and the movement of the abdomen and the shoulders. So it's very mindful breathing. And they carried out these sessions for at least 20 minutes of training. And then they were told to repeat this at least 20 times until the researcher was 100% sure that this person had mastered this technique. They felt like they were really comfortable with it able to really focus on it. I do think it's a lot to do with the mind-body connection as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And then I wonder too how much of it is them feeling confident in their ability Mm -hmm. to do this and that they've been told that it's going to work. Yeah. So I don't know if that was the thing I it might have said in the study, but I don't know if they were told. I mean, they would probably infer. Why they were doing it. Yeah. That would be really interesting to know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think both of those or what you were describing had both the mindfulness piece Mm -hmm. and the like deep breath that's supposed to produce those natural painkillers. Yeah. So I think it is. It's specific. It can't just be any breathing. Mm -hmm. That technique, it's probably not only that technique works. Now more than ever, providing safe, mindful touch to our loved ones and receiving safe, mindful touch is so important. In the Mindful Touch at Home course, you will learn from Dr. Tiffany Ryan about the importance of safe, healthy touch and its impact on our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. We cover the challenges of social distancing, the impacts of touch deprivation, the benefits of safe touch, and its ability to relieve stress and anxiety. You will also learn about communication, consent when touching, and the type of touch to give, where and when and how to give it. Learn about the Mindful Touch at Home course by visiting yomassage.com backslash mindful. Yeah, I do think that's true. I think that any breathing technique that's going to work for you, Tiffany said whenever she was getting her tattoo, really picturing the air moving throughout the body in and out. Whatever you can do that helps you focus. I find for myself and for other people, just counting can be distracting and ineffective, just counting to 10 on the inhale and 10 on the exhale, that's not going to work for me. But if you are picturing the body expanding or picturing the air moving in and out, whatever it is, maybe trying out different things and seeing what works for you. But yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities to practice. Mm -hmm. Another group of people that I read about that have benefited from using breath to deal with their pain is fibromyalgia patients. And so fibromyalgia, there's no like known cause for it, but basically it's, it's joint and muscle pain and fatigue. And so there was this study where women who had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, half of the group used their normal breathing rate to deal with pain that they reported. And the other half of the group used a pace at half of their normal rate. And it showed that the group who did half the rate showed greater decreases in pain than the other group. There was another group of people without fibromyalgia as well, the control group. And 
they were really able to mitigate their pain with breath more so than the patients with fibromyalgia. So it was interesting. Everybody benefited, but healthy people benefited more. The results or conclusions, I guess, were that people with chronic pain might require more guidance and practice to be able to obtain the benefit from the breathing. I personally identify with that. So we've been researching this for like a couple weeks now. And last week, I I have a nightstand next to my bed and I put my hand down and accidentally hit the back of my hand on the corner of the nightstand and it hurt so bad. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to practice this breathing thing and see if it works. And it did really work for me. But it's, you know, it's just like like a stubbing a toe. Yeah, or- like stubbing your toe or a paper cut, something that's gonna go away anyways. And I think that but it I was able to take my mind off the pain immediately by focusing on my breath and it felt like, you know, it never happened. Whereas I think if I were focusing on the pain, the pain would have lasted much longer. Right. But for instance, if it's something that's much more painful, like getting my eyebrows threaded or something like that's always my example but the worst pain you've ever experienced in your life like getting your eyebrows threaded (laughs) or like being in the cold plunge or something like that where it's just so intense I feel like it's harder to use the breath to control it so I could see why someone who's experiencing more intense pain needs more help can you imagine the pain for those burn patients in that study yes, we were talking about? That's yeah. probably the worst pain that yeah. anybody can feel. And I feel. think they were both given painkillers too. They were both mm. given the same painkillers before. So it probably, I mean, that speaks to the need for that group to practice it mm-hmm. more, to feel yeah. really comfortable and know what they're doing with that. Do you have any other experiences where you've used breath to deal with pain? So we do a lot of breath work and yoga massage and and yoga and everything that we do. So I have most of my experience using it to deal with stress or anxiety, and I've never really thought about using it with pain until reading these studies. But I think I'm definitely going to try to use it in the cold plunge. I might have tried it before, but it's really, really hard. It hurts. If you guys have never tried a cold plunge before, it's 46 degrees, I think, or the one that we mm-hmm. go to, it's 46 degrees. And it's just, I don't know. I've seen people not even be able to get a foot yeah. in there. They scream and run out. Yeah. <laughs> I I can get up to my waist and then duck under like one time. But there's some people who can sit in there for 10 minutes. They must be doing some deep mm-hmm. breathing. But so yeah, I'm going to try it in there. And then... I've never had the opportunity to use it whenever I'm getting my eyebrows threaded, but that is that, that's one of the things that's like the most painful for me. And I think that what you said, listening to your tattoo artist trying to talk to you was distracting and it doesn't help. Right. And you have to kind of tune it out. And I think she tries to talk to me. So I just mm. need to breathe and focus on my breath and see if I can deal with it. But she gets annoyed with me because I'm like telling her to stop every five <laughs> seconds because it hurts so bad and I'm crying. <laughs> so I'm going to try it with those two things. But I don't, besides like hitting my hand, I don't have another example where You're I've actually so tested lucky. it. <laughs> Yeah, I went for a wax appointment the day after my tattoo incident, which I don't know why I scheduled those things back to back. But anyways, I noticed that they use that. They'll prompt you to use your breath. And so 
every time when she was about to rip off a strip, she would encourage me to take a big deep breath in. And then as I breathed out, she would pull it. Based on what we're talking about here, I'm not sure why that works so well, but it worked really well. Maybe it's just the focusing on the breath. I think part. it must be that, yeah, I'm focusing on that, like this big exhale through my mouth and, and then it's done. Yeah. And that stings a little, but the, yeah. the worst is over. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I found it really, really effective. And that was after my tattoo appointment. So I was already super impressed with my ability to use yeah. breath because before those two instances, I don't think I really have been able to. When I mm-hmm. gave birth, I have three kids and two of which I had epidurals, but they only numbed half my body. And then the other one was natural. I didn't have any pain medication and he was almost 10 pounds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, you know, it was quite a bit of pain and I don't think I was really effective at all in um, helping manage my own pain. But I also don't think I had techniques really to use yeah. or had practice doing it. And so like you said, in the past couple of years that we've been really focused on yo massage and breath work and getting into that, I've been able to incorporate that more into my daily life. I understand it more. I use it more. And so I was pleasantly surprised when I had an opportunity to use it and it actually worked. So I think it's also practical in working out and doing yoga. And if you are doing a pose or some sort of exercise where it feels really intense, just like trying to breathe through it. Mm -hmm. And then headaches, I think are something that people, it's really common for people to Mm -hmm. get, maybe trying to use it if you have a headache to help it go away. If there's not something else that you can think of like drinking water, improving your sleep, if you're experiencing a headache, maybe trying it out then. Mm -hmm. Obviously, little things like stubbing your toe or getting a paper cut or something like that. But hopefully most people aren't experiencing awful, awful pain every day. Yeah, Yeah, but you know, you never know when it's going to strike. Like I had a kidney stone two years ago that is out of the blue, you know, but at that point- What did you do? I went to the hospital and got lots of drugs (laughs) (laughs) because I, at that point, was not using my breath. I'm curious now, not that I want another kidney stone, obviously, (laughs) but or another opportunity to practice it, but I do wonder now that I have had an opportunity to practice more and I feel like I do have a little more control over using my breath for pain, would I need as much morphine as I had? You know, could I handle things without that pain medication? I don't know. But yeah, I think we've talked about intentionally using it when you're experiencing physical pain and then thinking about both of the ways that it impacts you, right? That it's the mindfulness piece. So you're focusing, you're turning your attention towards the breath, but then also it's important that we take the slow, deep breaths so that those endorphins are being pumped out that are the natural medicine cabinet that our our body produces. Yeah. And then just recognizing that potentially having that practice beforehand is going to be more helpful. So practicing even if you're not in pain, just doing these things a few times a day, if you can just practice taking deep breaths or focusing on mindful breathing a couple times throughout the day so that you are more prepared whenever something comes up. Exactly. Yeah. And we are going to post all of our sources 
on the show notes. So if you want to go to these studies and read them for yourself, you will have that there. Let us know in the comments if you've practiced this and it's been helpful for you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen. To learn more about today's topic, check out yomassage.com backslash podcast. And if you're interested in discovering more about Yomassage or taking a Yomassage or Mindful Touch class, visit us at yomassage.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week.